Welcome back to The Mountains and the Sea, where we cover the highs and the lows of each and every Prince album and more every other week, except asterisk when we take short, unexpected hiatuses like we did. So welcome back. We're glad to be back with you. I am Josh. And I'm Christy. And today, today, we are talking about uh, videos and select promotional appearances appearances Mm -hmm. for emancipation. I concur. That is right. That is oh, what I have oh, prepared for. Oh, so good. these, this is lining up beautifully so far. <laughs> I'm so glad we prepared the same thing. That I would mean, be an unfortunate thing to discover <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for your patience. While we took a little unplanned break, we're glad to be back. Everybody's feeling pretty good. So we're delighted to be here and recording and it's good to be alive. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there were four videos for emancipation. For emancipation, like you should really go videos. back and listen to the prior podcasts on which we did a deep dive. Six episodes on the album Emancipation. Oh yeah. One episode on remixes of Somebody Somebody and Face Down and some other stuff we talked about. Uh, now we're moving on to things you might have seen back in 1996 or early 97, or maybe you've seen them on YouTube since then, mm-hmm. since they are now available there. You lucky, lucky dogs. Yeah, exactly. You didn't have to hope you set the VCR right no to record kidding. Rosie O'Donnell in no the middle of the kidding. afternoon. How? What? I mean. I remember being nervous about that. I'm like, how low have I sunk that I'm like truly stressed over the Rosie O'Donnell show? <laughs> Nothing against Rosie O'Donnell. Fine, fine comedian. That's great. But it just wouldn't be on the top of my priority list. But, you know, you leave the house to go to work and you think you did the stuff on the VHS to set it correctly. Uh-huh. And I don't know. Is cable working? Yeah. Is there enough room on the tape? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to worry about. What if it gets preempted? That's right. Yeah. You know. Some dumb baseball game or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, you know, a Breaking national news. emergency. Right. Or, you know, somebody's driving their Bronco down a highway. That's right. This was after that. But that, was, but that taught us a valuable lesson, though. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. It could have happened. Thankfully, this seemed to have aired on time and on schedule. I do remember watching it. Yeah. Rosie's show. I don't remember how new it was at the time of his appearance. I don't know either. Anyway. Well, we'll get there. We're going to get there later. We're not even talking about that now, even though I'm talking about it now. <laughs> right. Exactly. First, we're going to start with the uh, official official videos that were released or not released or promotional. or they were, they were made. They were made. We have them to watch. We're going to watch them. We watch them in the order in which they appear on the albums. Yep. The fair enough. Discs. Yeah. So. Yep, yep, that's yep. the way I ordered them. So that's the way you watch them because we watch them together. That's right. And I yeah. follow your timeline. It goes right along with the show. We do not cover things in chronological order because that's for sissies. <laughs> we pick and choose and jump around. And it's a lot more fun that way. Yeah, exactly. So the first song that appears on Emancipation that also has a video mm-hmm. is Somebody Somebody. Again, I concur. So everything's lining up. <laughs> Somebody, somebody, the song was a promotional release single, so it didn't have a official single release, but it was sent out to some radio stations in order for them to play it. Yep. Well, not a wide release. I don't exactly understand all of that. I'm sure there was plenty of nuance and plenty of reasons why they did, including that EMI was going tits up at the moment, so... (laughs) 
Uh, uh, that would have made a great B-side for Face Down. Tits up. <laughs> um, yeah, and somebody somebody appeared on the single for the Holy River. Even and in fact, yes. more times than the Holy River appeared yes. on the Holy River single. There's a lot of confounding stuff going on here. So probably a salvaging of whatever marketing plans were there as bankruptcy loomed. Yes. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, merge that with the whim of one, the artist formerly known as Prince, and who knows right. what went down. Yeah. Shooting for the video was done during the Love for One Another Charities Tour, and there you see some fans, and that's mm-hmm. from uh, Washington, D.C. and New York City. The concert footage was from New York City and Philadelphia with some additional filming done at Paisley Park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as with all four videos that we're going to talk about today from Emancipation, they were re-released on the official Prince Vivo streaming channel on November 9th, 2018. So some of these may or may not have been available officially or routinely online to be able to stream until 2018 when they officially got that. So yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So yeah, concert footage in New York City and also incidental mood footage uh-huh. shot in New York City also. Yes. Yeah. Prince's hotel room, the city skyline, mm-hmm. the perfectly clear <laughs> sunrise yet there's lightning. Uh-huh. And it's 2.05 in the morning with either a sunrise or a sunset. Yes. Not happening at 2 o'clock in the morning ever yep. in New York City. Yes. That's I mean, had they been on tour in, Ala- in Anchorage? Yeah. Or Oslo? Yep. Or, yep. you know. Also, I mean, lots of talk of rain, and uh-huh. it wasn't raining. No. Um, but sort of simulated. Sure. You know, you get what you get on shoot day. This is true. And then you make it work. That's I think right. that's what we uh, kind of got here. Like, okay, yeah, it wasn't cloudy or raining or lightning, but we can take care of that in post. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they did. And that's fine. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, we laughed about it a little bit while we were watching these yesterday. But, uh, you know, overall, really, that's like the least of my worries about most of these videos. <laughs> the, <laughs> the actual versus simulated weather uh-huh. isn't yeah. at the top of your, you know, that's not what we're scoring this on. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so we see a sad and sleepy prince who's sleeping underneath a tank top with Maite's face on it. Yeah, and like what looked like a... Uh, yeah, Like hanging yeah. over, and he's sleeping underneath his dry cleaning on a couch. Yes, like there wasn't a large bed available, or I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I question that. I close to Maite's face, because well, that's, sweet. that's kind of the impression that I get about this video, is that, you know, on stage... He feels one way. He's happy. He's fulfilled. He's got this purpose. Yeah. And then when he's in his room by himself or at a party, all he's doing is missing his love. Also very sweet. Yeah. The dry cleaning thing or the clothes that are on this hanger in like plastic coverings isn't quite clear up front. Like it's a close up of his face, kind of dozing, not sleeping. Uh It looks like he's sleeping, but he says he's not. Right. So I'll just believe what he says, not what he does. Um, but that gave me like, wh- why is there? Is this like a lethal weapon? Making sure I'm not standing on plastic before <laughs> I get shot, kind of thing. 
go watch Lethal Weapon if you haven't seen it. Yeah, but then you get a wider shot and see that it's like his wardrobe is there. But for whatever reason, there is a like tank top with Maite's picture printed uh-huh. on it also. And, but he, it seems like he put it in front purposely because he's missing her. You can her. see it. Yeah. 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 It's, the, it's the little things you do for your your love. That's right. He's alone. Whenever he's alone, so he's in his hotel room or mm-hmm. he's backstage or yep. in a limo or even at the party where there's clearly other people there, he's looking a little sad and lonely. Right. And then, you know, he kind of sees a girl ac- across the room who kind of looks like Maite. And he kind of makes eyes at her. And I'm like, ooh, no. Don't, no, you don't want to be anybody's somebody. You want to be somebody's somebody. I don't want to be anybody's somebody. That is a different song altogether. <laughs> it really is. For sure. But yes, you were the one that clarified that for me. I'm like, why is he singing about and thinking about his wife at this point? But then he sees a woman who looks a little like her and uh-huh. is his type, you might yeah. say. Um, but then she gets up and walks away hand in hand with the man that she's there with. Uh-huh. You get yeah. a lot of the, I, I have to say, the emancipation era look and feel. Sure. I kind of liked it. Yeah. It's like well, this yeah. mixture of like he's got kind of sheer lace pants that you kind of can see through. So there's sort of the old prince in there, but then like a turtleneck. Tunic. Yeah, black yeah. tunic and that scarf that he's got on the uh-huh. cover of the uh, words and music. Right. book that kind of like is it crocheted yeah it the, looks crocheted to me it could be yeah. knit it depends on the, the type scarf. of yarn but it's a it looks like a handmade scarf yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and his big puffy jacket with big his puffy. love symbol on the back and and for whatever reason the roman numeral two on the uh-huh. front which i didn't and quite get and burr, burr, burr which pocket. is just kind of cute and fun so it's clearly made for him now uh-huh. i don't know what Maybe disc two of emancipation was his favorite, oh, or maybe. his you know oh, his message to my That's that was my thinking of it, but I I don't know that that's true. I just that. know that there's a Roman numeral two, and that's how the discs were labeled was Roman numeral one two three. Yeah, oh that makes sense. That's a I love you, my Tay. Maybe a little special, like you know what it means kind uh-huh, of thing. message for her. Which is very sweet. Oh, sweet. So yeah, his big like ski jacket, uh-huh. but then also the super lime green turtleneck. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what he was wearing mostly in this. Yeah. Yeah. But all it all like worked visually uh-huh. really well, especially with the orange motif of the emancipation artwork. Right. All that worked well, and if you believe what uh, has been said, even from some from the estate, that purple was not Prince's favorite color. Right. It was really orange, which. I also can believe. Yeah. But it kind of hung together real nicely. I just give props to the yeah. wardrobe department and stylist. Oh, yeah. And even the jacket, when he was in his room or sitting on his balcony, he had this like brown oh, yeah. jacket that was very different than a lot of what we ever saw him wear. It was very tailored and biz- almost like a business type jacket. Trench with, coat. Yeah. yeah, it was like a trench, but with flair and real... Not that his clothes weren't tailored because they were, but it was tailored in a really structured way that was kind of unusual, I think. I meant to look it up before we sat down to record this, so pardon me for not being fully prepared. But those pieces of footage with him and that trench coat with the big buttons and uh-huh. he had the fuller goatee and he didn't have the quite the same hairstyle okay. looks to me like it's the same trench coat and look from dinner with Dolores. Oh. 
So we should we should look into that one. Okay. I will. had a very dinner with Dolores. We'll look about it. it. Yeah. Okay. Talking That's about the, the video, not, right. not the song. Right. The song didn't look a certain way. The video did. Right. The song sounded a certain way. Right. Okay. Well, I'll post those both on social media, and you can find us on Facebook, The Mountains and the Sea, a Prince podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast, or you can send us an email, podcast at gmail.com, if you're not into the socials, which is totally fine. Agree. Yeah. So, overall, I mean, fine. I, I mean... I think I'm well on record saying that I'm not uh, typically a fan, a collector. I don't even care to see videos, typically. And not just prints, but in, mu- in general, music videos to me are, I mean, yeah. yeah. Even MTV quit showing them long ago. So <laughs> why should I watch them? But music, to me, the beauty of music, and Prince music included, is... That it can be timeless. Sure. So when you put a video component with it, the quality of the shots and the styling and, you know, what happens in the storyline, if there is one, all of that just puts an an added, like, date stamp on it to me that's sure. just unnecessary. Absolutely. And I know, like, with Prince, in the moment of recording, that's when the true, like, creative process takes place or comes together the video is almost like a secondary. Yeah. And after the fact kind of thing. So, so to me, they just seem, I realize that they're important helps with promotion, all that kind of stuff, but, uh, not where I focus my Prince fandom. That's fine. So, but I'm still here through one video. There's only what, three more to go. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> then we have the betcha by golly. Wow. Video. It was again, a promotion only single the lead dancer in the video so there's some dancers in the primary version of this video uh is dominique dawes and she was a u.s olympic gymnast she was part of the u.s gymnastics team for about 10 years part of the gold medal winning team at the 1996 summer olympic games in atlanta so super cool. You told me, you know, we're watching and you're like, oh, she's, she's an Olympic. We're not supposed to talk about this before we sit down to record because like, oh, she's, she's an Olympic athlete. Uh-huh. Oh, that's really very cool. That uh-huh. Prince would reach out and find a young African-American right. athlete like that. But I didn't know that it was Dominique Dawes. I remember uh-huh. the name very well, but didn't, right. didn't recognize And this was it. shortly after, yeah. you know, the Olympic, the summer yeah. Olympics that were in Atlanta. Yeah. So this was that fall that mm-hmm. it was recorded right after that. So it first started airing early November of 1996 with the shooting happening at some point before that. It's oh, difficult yes. to pin down the time frame here. Now, I'm going to talk about it because you and I didn't watch it, but I did. There's a Top yeah. of the Pops version that's different. Version of this video that's right. like edited differently. Yeah, uh, much, much differently. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. It starts with Prince putting gas in his own BMW. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, oh, he pumps his own gas. I like, mean, that's cool. And he looked like he knew what he was doing, uh-huh. too. He wasn't like, where does this thing go? Right. You know. Yeah. And he gets a page. We see a positive pregnancy test. And his pager goes off. Call your wife. 
<laughs> yeah, and he's like reaching in his pocket. You know, he's getting contacted somehow. I assumed it was a phone, <laughs> but no, it was a pager. Um, to, it was like a thing to tell you to go find a phone because right. you didn't have one with you. And I was like, you know, I was impressed with the somewhat experienced handling of the gas nozzle. All that legit. Mm-hmm. Prince has pumped his own gas before. But then I'm like, oh, you're not supposed to use your cell phone when you're pumping gas. <laughs> yeah, and I'm and like, you're like, Maha! <laughs> it's not a cell phone. It's not a cell phone at all. I'm like, okay, I've never seen a don't get paged while pumping gas sign. <laughs> yeah, so, don't, lo- don't look at your pager. Yep. So that, that all makes sense. It's totally making sense so far. I mean, I think, sure, if your girlfriend found it, she got a positive pregnancy test, she'd probably want to contact uh-huh. the father yeah. Yeah. and, you know, let him in and celebrate together. Uh-huh. So that's what's happening so far. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, and he gets in his car and drives away real fast. Doesn't he after. go in? He does he go in, in and, to I find guess, a phone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he runs out and hops back in his car and off he goes. And yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's got places cool. to go. And then you see the dream sequence of all of the beautiful little toddlers that they might one day have. It's super cute. It is so It is not only sweet. super cute, but it's very diverse ethnically. There's boys and girls. Uh-huh. They're all super cute, like sitting on a little spinning uh-huh. pedestal and yeah. just smiling, happy, happy children. It reminds uh-huh. me a little bit of the Diamonds and Pearls video. There's something about Prince with little kids and just because, I mean, he was... A child at heart, right? Forever, uh huh. Right? Yeah, and it was very honest and very, I don't know, emotional. It even though Prince sweet. wasn't shown with the kids, but, right? You know, of course, it was his eyes. So you know, somebody he cleared it to uh-huh. get it in the video, right? And that and was a cool moment. See. Like it didn't matter if the kid came out white, black, boy, girl, have an Asian baby. We uh-huh. don't care. Yeah, We're exactly. We're just gonna welcome it into the world and uh-huh. love it. It was very sweet. It was high marks. Yes, we see. Dominique Dawes doing some dancing on a, a, a runway. I don't I know. Think, it was curved. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's the same stage used for the emancipation release party that okay. was from Paisley Park. That um, makes sense. It was all on the sound stage there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of this curved runway mm-hmm. stagey thing. Very white. Yes. And she's dancing on that. And then there's uh, lots of ballet dancers, male and female, all dancing around with letters on their chests. I don't know really what it has to do with anything, but it was cool and fun in a way to get local artists and, you know, a gymnast, Yeah, you know, as part of this video. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the letters, and they eventually spell out some of the lyrics for the song. They like, do. They keep, eventually keep growing spell strong. Out. They say, betcha by golly wow, yeah. you're the one that I've been waiting for forever. With the number four. Uh-huh. Like, it, Why yes. does one have a four? The and one is yeah. O-N-E, and the fours are all the number four. Yeah, okay. Um, and Playing ever fast will my... and loose with the Prince Bonics, as mm-hmm. usual. That's right. fine. And ever will my love for you keep growing strong. Yeah. There was like 50 dancers, mm-hmm. that had, and they had either one or two letters yeah, on their there were chest. Some, there yeah. were some that had more than one letter on their chest. And yep. So they all lay down on the ground later. And line up. Yeah. 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 That's nice. It's like, That's I mean, to me, if I'm going to watch a video, then make it like a performance thing or sure. a interpret dance thing. That's fine. I think when we get into the storylines, 
which we'll hear about soon, I'm sure, uh-huh. on this very podcast. That's where things can go astray right? very quickly, especially if you're watching it with a critical eye, which I know that he's not out to make Gone with the Wind with these videos. Right. But if you're going to put it on tape, we're going to watch it and uh-huh. probably be critical of it. <laughs> yeah. I was fine with you know him standing in front of Paisley Park for a shot. Oh, yeah. Un- except that it was all green screened. Yes. And it wasn't really very well done. And I get it was November or fall, at least, of in Minneapolis. So there probably wasn't going to be green grass and blue yeah. skies. Some Maybe, but not necessarily difficult to sure. uh, definitely do that but it was also like the edges weren't super crisp on him and he was maybe a little stretched and it was homemade yeah it was homemade um but i thought maybe some of it was done to look like the emancipation artwork which was you know high like photoshop compositions and which you know for 1996 those are well done yes video is a little bit bigger of a challenge right i'll chalk it up to that yeah I do wish the I love you in the sky uh-huh. would have been a little more readable. It was a very, very stylized font to the point. It says, write your name upon the sky. Yeah, yeah. And it says, I love you, of course, because he's not going to put Maite's name up there. He's not going to put his own name up there because it's the symbol. It's hard to do but, that in an airplane. R- right, yeah. exactly. Okay. But, well, it would have been impossible to do what was up there with an airplane either. Sure. But whatever. That's fine. That's okay. I, again, I can overlook all that. But then we can get back to this little storyline. Prince yeah. goes to the hospital where they've been. Maite's been talking to him on the phone. Correct. They've been taking her temperature. Right. After she gets the positive test. And they give her the thermometer. And she puts it in her own mouth. Uh-huh. At a hospital. Right. Okay. Yeah, and it's not like connected to anything. It's no, a it's like, like a, a mercury thermometer, r- right? And yeah. then you know they feel her head. Yeah, be- <laughs> after she takes the thermometer out of her mouth, and somebody I assume takes a reading, then a doctor does the whole palm to the forehead. Uh huh. Yeah, and as I'm, if to say yeah. that can't be right. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering how important your temperature is when you initially become pregnant because, you know, when my metal carrier maybe was lacking because... You had some new age OBGYN that, like, didn't bother with things like blood pressure and temperature. I mean, I, I mean, they took those things, but that wasn't... I wasn't sitting in a... A like gown? A, yeah, in a gown in what looks like an emergency room. Yeah having people take my yeah. temperature while I looked really happy on the phone. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, like you're watching the video and of course you're into the song and I mean, you can just gloss by this and be like, yeah, uh-huh. okay, oh, she's pregnant. Oh, they're at the hospital. But no, they're it's at weird. the hospital for a reason <laughs> that you should not be at a hospital for. Uh-huh. I mean, Right, you don't, just because you got a positive pregnancy test doesn't mean you need to go run into the hospital right a second. Call, call a doctor, make an appointment. I have never once I mean, I've seen a few doctors in my life. <laughs> I have never once had a nurse or doctor put their palm on my head. No. To gauge if I'm feverish or not. Uh, no. 
That's not a thing that they do, but whatever. But, and then Prince gets off the elevator because he's arrived. Yeah, he's at the hospital. Uh Uh-huh. Gone to the hospital. Yeah, what's he wearing, Josh? Tell us what he's wearing. Oh, he's got his little jacket on still. Yeah, but you know what he's wearing under his jacket? Scrubs and a stethoscope. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were getting to that later. That's where, like, so very sweet. Like, Uh he shows up and it's like this nice embrace. Like, this makes me so happy. This news is great. Very touching, but for whatever reasons, he's wearing <laughs> the green aqua scrubs, and he has a stethoscope around his neck also. Right. I'm like, if this were the birth, okay, I could maybe, like, well, he might be get in around. Scrubs, he but... might be scrubs. I could get around the scrubs. He doesn't, in no circumstance does Prince need a stethoscope at the hospital. No. I don't None. know. I don't know what that's about. No, I don't either. It is the weirdest thing that I've seen <laughs> in at least a week. Okay. Okay. But okay. Yeah. I mean, I think visually we're getting what he's trying to say, but from a storyline, hey, let's shoot this. I don't know how someone didn't raise a hand and say this. Is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like, these things happen, but certainly not in this order. Uh-huh. And this is strange, I but know you whatever. might get a... Honor or honorary doctorate at some point, but you don't get a stethoscope for that either. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was, I do have to say the end of this was particularly poignant because they did, they looked so happy and so excited about the idea of you know, building this family together. And it's, that's why it's difficult to know when it was filmed because their son, Amir was born in October of 1996 and did not survive very long. So, I don't know, Maite didn't look pregnant in the video, so I don't know if they had filmed this long before, yeah. that part of it, or if this was something that they did after, and they're faking this joy. They did a good job of faking the joy, but I also can't see, how poignant. Yeah, I mean, I can't see them losing a child. And then I mean, especially... This. I mean, maybe this is sexist, but as a mother, I can't see. I mean, if anyone was going to be like, we're going to recreate this, it would be the man's idea. Sorry. Um, But for, I don't think that a woman that soon after, you know, even within years after that kind of thing happening, to say, let's recreate the act of having a happy childbirth is almost like a uh, dishonor to the child that you lost and and that child's memory. So I have no idea the timing of it all. No, but I got the kind of the impression that maybe uh, that part of it with the going to the hospital and all of that was filmed long before. Okay. And then the dancers later. Mm-hmm. This whole, that whole thing to me just seemed like a Prince had been this very purposefully, not secretive, but he didn't do interviews and right. let the music speak for itself and a busy dude recording all the time for himself and others. And then, you know, having this plan that, Oh, in 1996, that's when I'll be able to release my first independent album and, you know, marketing plans for that and excitement for that. And then ends up getting married, the childbirth and made it all public you know, uh-huh. not anticipating that there could be a tragic part of the story and then being completely, I don't want to say unprepared because you have the right to prepare to handle it however you want to handle your own personal tragedies. But, you know, certainly didn't have the time or maybe the emotional space to think it through. 
Yeah. And how to, you know, if you're going to be public about expecting your first child as a historically single woman magnet Uh and who's now devoted to one person and then you lose your child, how different would the story be to say, you know, I'm here because our child died of a very rare uh, syndrome and we want to raise awareness of it and how can we help detect this earlier, you know, that, but they weren't in the mindset to be activists at that point either. It was a, we've made all this other stuff public and now this we're going to keep so private that it almost sounds like a denial. Right. And well, I'm sure we'll talk about that quite a bit more when uh, we get to the Oprah interview, because looking back at the actuality of events as they happened and what they said and how they behaved in that interview is wild. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But this video to me, maybe it's just because of the hospital scenes is sort of like the story of... Yeah. They're falling in love or waiting until she was old enough to yeah. be, you know, married or have a sexual relationship with him uh-huh. and having it be a birth of a child is sort of told in this right. video more than any other, you know, officially released piece of promotional material that sure. Prince ever put together. Sure. So the top of the pops version, I mentioned that oh, the, is yeah. very very different. So there's in the video, there's close-ups of Prince with this, like his face is in focus in the center, and then it's very blurry around the edges, and it's just a very soft focus, nice little him looking at the camera and singing, and, you know, we see some of that in the primary video, but the Top of the Pops version is basically all that. So it, it has a little bit of the... Write Your Name in the Sky has Paisley Park with I Love You written above it. He writes like a note on a piece of paper at one point, and that wasn't in the other video at all. But there's none of the dancers, none of the Maite story, none of that appears. Yeah. And then I really noticed in that one, because you're looking at his face so much and it's kind of a close up on him, the hair behind his ears has a little bit of shaved, but not shaved all the way down to the skin. It's just like shorter. And I'm like, he looks even more like an elf than he normally does. His ears ended up looking kind of pointed that Uh, way. Yeah. Yeah. It was just an interesting thing that I noticed when I was, I wonder if that was like a remnant of having, cause he had slave, Right. In his hair at one point, too, was at it growing back and them kind of trimming it as it all came back together, or the. Or if it was just the side, the side head over ear shave was an interesting look. Yeah. I don't know what it was about, but I noticed it, so I thought I'd mention it. So, but clearly, the top of the pops version was changed to remove what I would imagine is, you know. Painful memory. Painful memories, yeah. Then we have. The Holy River, the video for this one. It first aired March 24th of 1997, two months after the UK and Japan release of the single. The video was shot at Paisley Park on February 20th, 1997. But the footage of Maite was from the unreleased video, The Empty Room, as is Prince writing Slave on his face is also a holdover from that video. It's the last time that Slave ever appears in a video. Yeah. 
And I think you can see that with uh, the Mad Hatter type red hat that Maite is wearing as right. she walks around. Yeah, and she's wearing the super, like, the shirt that's really a bra, but it's still a shirt. And the super short skirt with her little black panties underneath and the combat boots. Yeah, it looks similar to what she's wearing on the inside artwork to the beautiful experience yes. uh, with the artist formerly known as Prince and the MPG band and her photographed in there. Yes. Which makes sense. It was, you know, yeah, late 94. Yeah, period. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Prince goes swimming in the Holy River in his white pants. Not even swimming. I mean, dives dude dives in, in head first. So I was oh, like, no. what is, where did he dive into? Because uh-huh. it's a very... It's a combination of like computer graphics uh-huh. and stage and uh-huh. a whole lot of. But he plants. really jumped off something in, onto or into something. Yeah, head first, uh-huh. hands clasp. Yeah, dive. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they did or how they did that, but it was fine. So that part was like kind of stylistic mm-hmm. and fine, and then we get to the. Holy River stage, which again looks so homemade. It's like somebody went and just got a bunch of fake plants, and they've got this silver fringe that is simulating the water. It looks cheap. It look. I mean, another way to look at it is it looked like a pretty well-funded prom theme. Yes. Like, if you went to a prom and yeah. saw that, you'd be like, this looks amazing. Yeah, wow, they did a good job. They could film a music video here, and <laughs> yeah. then they filmed a music video, but and that is like, bad. Wow, how many, it looks know, like a high school prom. I know, the, I know the, am- the camera adds 10 pounds, but how much of that is cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see Prince be a sloppy drunk. Oh, yeah, there's some literal... Like him drinking Playing too much out and, of the lyrics, right, yeah. with the... Which, whatever. Uh, yeah. But you just don't normally see him, like, losing control like that. Yeah, so much was... so that he tragically knocks the bottle of wine uh-huh. off the bar and it shatters on the floor. But it was empty, all right? There wasn't a lot of liquid wine left in it, I don't no. think. So, good news is no wine was wasted. That, that's true. The sun rises behind a prince who puts his hand out. And then Prince himself appears standing in his own hand. Yes, there is a lot of Prince playing the role of a giant and holding (laughs) miniature versions of himself and then later other members of the band. Yeah, that one bothered me a little less. I don't know. That one just, it just seemed less ridiculous for him to be holding the band members in his hand than himself in the same outfit. It was weird, but whatever. Yeah. It's just one of those, like, this is silly. It was like, can we do this? Uh-huh. Sure, man. We <laughs> Whatever can. Whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, there's the, still we see the picture upon the wall, one eye staring at nothing at all. Yeah. And then we see that there is actually a mural of a single eye. Yeah. I assume in Paisley Park somewhere. Yeah. I haven't seen it anywhere but in that video. Right. So. Okay. But, on a wall somewhere, yeah. somebody painted an eye yep. that was staring at nothing at all. Yeah. Well, the trick to looking at a mural of an eye and seeing what the eye is staring into is to actually turn around, <laughs> Put which your I back never saw he, that he did. Uh-huh. But anyway, again. Yeah. 
but we had talked about that back when we talked about the Holy River. And I said there actually is a... You did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You sure did. So I don't know that it has any meaning. I don't either. I also uh, thought it might have had to do with the uh, record sticker right. for 1999 that had right. the single Prince I. In fact, like it was... The hole drilled for the record spindle uh-huh. was like right in the pupil. Yeah. And him looking back at his past work, maybe. Sure. Oh, Prince's diving technique was subpar, I hate to say. I mean, it was good for whatever he did, but his feet came apart at the was end. Was that him? I thought that was other divers that he was kind of walking through and there are people diving in front and behind oh, him. Oh, no, I like, think oh. that was this his him diving oh, okay. off the... It was overlays uh, repeated of him. of him diving... I do not remember that being him. I thought it was like other people. And I was oh, like, no. why are there, it was why the is he letting one. other dudes dive into his river? But that makes sense. But yeah. yes, if he was going for. Yeah. An Olympic. Right. Uh, diving. Yeah, something. He's, he's still, he would have gotten points detected for his, pe- his feet coming apart. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I asked my girl to marry me and she said yes. And he puts a ring on his own finger. Well, first he finds it. So oh, that's true. He's not even prepared for the moment. Right. <laughs> He didn't bring the ring with him. He found it on a, on a rock styrofoam rock <laughs> on the stage. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, then then picks it up. Uh-huh. Puts it on its own puts finger. Puts it on its own finger. Now he doesn't slide it past knuckle two, so maybe he like put it there to not lose it. You know, oh. like if you've got a ring that doesn't fit you, I'll just put it here and walk around with a fist or whatever. But it is weird to hear him singing. Uh-huh. I, Call my girl and told her I had something to give her. Asked her to marry me. She said yes and cried. And she's not there. And he puts the ring on his own finger. It was weird. Also weird. It was weird and should have been a clue for those of us watching, I think, that the video of Maite was old. She didn't, they weren't together in any of these. You know, there, is there something amiss here? And then, of course, we also have. Prince's favorite way to represent time. I don't miss nothing except the time. And he points with two fingers at his where the wrist, watch would be. Where a watch would be, but I literally never saw any pictures of him with a watch on. I don't think. Yeah, there was a Salvador Dali type clock that is shown uh-huh. warped. So yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I also have to say, right, we've, now we've talked about three of the four videos, all ballads, all these sweet and somewhat sugary uh-huh. kinds of songs, you know, Somebody Somebody's a little more sexy, Betcha by Golly Wow is a sweet, you know, uh-huh. thing, it's a cover, The Holy River is, I, I think he saw that as the Purple Rain of Emancipation, right? The, right. Almost a title track, could yeah. have been. Yeah. Lots and lots of, he was like in love and wrapped up in it all and I think that all just like almost went too public like it was too private before and then yeah and then too too open. much sharing yeah this is how we learn though you think that as a 30 year old man at this point like you f- I remember being 30 something and you feel like I'm a freaking adult now like <laughs> I understand it's hard uh-huh. and you don't you don't really know that yet right because you uh-huh. probably maybe you haven't experienced Death. Your parents haven't, you know, gotten older yet. And, you yeah. know, if you're lucky, you can make it into your mid-30s and not have, you know, feel super blessed and almost be blinded by it and think that you're a little invincible still. Yeah. That's my take on 
what happened here. That's fair. Super fair. All right. And then the final video official like video that we're going to talk about is the face down video. It aired June 5th, 1997, uh, believed to have been filmed at Paisley Park sometime in early 1997. There is an edited clean version mm, as yeah. well, but yeah. I couldn't find it. So I mean, that's what aired wherever it was because right. there are some naughty words uh-huh. in Face Down. That's right. But uh, evidently, nobody wants to see that anymore because <laughs> I couldn't find there. it. Okay. <laughs> so there's three different scenes that are interspersed with one another. So we're going to talk about them scene by scene, even though they're uh, separated. So there's like scenes at a funeral, Mm -hmm. scenes of dancers, and scenes of a band. Okay. So we're going to talk about each one. So there's the funeral. So a person walks in with their face covered and is carrying Maite's tiny dog. Yep. Yeah. Sits down in the congregation yeah on a pew wooden yeah. pew in a church yeah yeah that's a church quote-unquote church it's like soundstage a tra- white sound traditional stage, but, looking right like, church yeah yeah quote-unquote prince is in the casket face down well and- i think it is him and he's got, kind of got clothes on from the cum era like the blue and yellow yes. stripe thing it's and- supposed to be yeah, yeah it's kind of like a purple and yellow or something like that. Yeah. It, it's supposed to be Prince. I don't think it's Prince ever really laying face don't down think in so? the casket. No, I, I, don't. I mean, I'm ashamed to say that I know this, but I looked at the shape of his ass and I, to me, that was <laughs> Prince's ass. He's got a tight booty. I, I, I know. I think somebody filled in his booty to be accurate and it's a dummy in there. I don't think Prince ever laid his, uh, his ass face up. In that casket for a moment. All right. Looked like his hair. Looked like his body. It looked definitely like a his clothes. Looked like a wig and looked like his clothes filled with a dummy to me. Okay. Yeah. But like proportioned appropriately and stuff like that. It, Whatever. So, yes, he's there. A man. Was that Morris Hayes who kissed his fingers and yes. touched Prince's yeah, booty? Yeah, because it was Morris who... Yes. Sort of helped inspire the, the, song. the song. Right, yeah. yes. Um, let's see. The mourners weep dramatically mm-hmm. at, uh, you know, the side of the casket. But it's all very performative. And we know this because they either cry less or have... Uh, some indication that it's performative, like the man holding the little child is very much dabbing his face, but also kind of trying to make the kid laugh. And there's a woman and she's eating. She's like hiding that she's eating by pretending to cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then she's like hungry. It's a very performative sort of morning. Okay, fair enough. Um, there's a, a lawyer with a stogie. We can see him in other parts, and he's yelling at Prince's body in the casket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't shoot first and ask questions later there, cowboy. Yeah, exactly. But okay. Yeah. And then, of course, at the very end of the video, it comes with at this funeral location. We see that the person holding the dog was Prince all along. Yeah, wearing a black hat with a shroud. Uh huh. It looks like carrying Maite's dog, so maybe pretending to be Uh Maite because it was in a dress with heels and. Yep. He just wanted to see what everybody was really going to do, and he was not amused. 
Right. Yes. Then there's the dancing portion. Most of it is in black and white, a soundstage, princess all in black, under a black love symbol. It's fun dancing. Yeah. It's great. Enjoyable. There's lots of words on Prince's suit, sort of similar to the love sexy era, but mm-hmm. not in the, but in more of an emancipation type font. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then maybe some of the funniest bits are Prince on a couch with his quote yeah. unquote psychoanalyst. Yes. Who's cat Exactly. Dyson. I was going to say therapist, but no, you're yeah. right. Psychoanalyst. Cause well, that's what yeah. he says in the song. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's very funny. She's not amused by Yeah, princes. she's kind of had it with him, but he's... Uh, but he pays his bills, so she's going <laughs> to roll her eyes at yeah, the camera. Yeah, he has a very Jamie Star kind of attitude sitting in the in the chair, mocking the whole, I don't know, process. Right, yeah. And then there's the band portions. Some of them princes dressed in black with a toque playing, playing quote-unquote, instruments. Mm-hmm. Some of it, he's in purple with sunglasses, and uh, yeah, they're funny pretending to play the instruments. And yeah, it's a nice play on the you know horns, and uh-huh. it's a sample of Steve Park's Jeep. But uh-huh. there are multiple horn players there, one of which is Prince, uh-huh. playing, you know, sort pretending. of playing, pretending to play, right. and the whole orchestra thing. Uh-huh. Which... And Prince is playing a. a violin doing this funny thing with his knees yep. and, and cringing like he's trying to keep up uh-huh. with his face yep so yeah prince is literally dancing at his own funeral yep it's fun it is i mean okay as videos go way by far the most fun the one that makes the most sense yep in a situation that really doesn't need to make a lot of sense at all correct yeah i agree yeah yeah. So, great. All right. Then we have uh, a few live performances where mm-hmm. Prince wasn't the main focus of the show. Yeah. So we're going to talk kind about of like a those musical today. guests, right? Yeah. M- mostly. No. Right. Yeah. So there was the Bryant Gumbel farewell. <laughs> this right. Week, January third, nineteen ninety-seven. Prince plays "Take Me With You" and "Raspberry Beret." As a medley yeah. with a little bit of like a little improv speaking. in between, right? Of encouraging Brian Gumble, right? So this I ha- have to mention. So Prince's friend last year uh, had a video about this particular appearance, and I think Eloy was going through some stuff at home, so he had some guest hosts, and this lady Devin was a guest host and she talked about this and how much she loves it. And she talks about how you can so heavily see the black church influence on Prince's performance, particularly in this appearance and the way it kind of, um, sort of almost matches, uh, black church choir Mm -hmm. and the structure of a black church service, which was, it's super interesting, totally worth a watch. And on December 19th, 1996, Brian Gumbel had done an interview with Prince, the first live interview with Prince since he changed his name. Well, Prince was in the chair. Maite, they couldn't bring a chair in for her. Apparently, she had to sit 
on the side of the chair. Yeah, she sat on the arm of the chair, right. whatever. It was very sweet. The, at the very end of it, uh, Bryant asks Prince if he owns a, a blazer. A blazer. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Would you ever wear pleated khakis? No. Would you ever wear my shoes? Oh, hell no. Yeah, he takes them yeah. in to like look at them. Uh-huh. And then, oh, hell no. no. Yeah, it was very, very funny. Do you own a blazer? No. <laughs> Do you own a pair of pleated khakis? <laughs> no. Would you ever wear my shoes? Let me see. Hell no. <laughs> and so Brent Gumbel is leaving the Today Show after being on there for 15 years, I think. And uh, <laughs> Prince comes out dressed just like him. Just like him. The hair slicked, glasses on. The tie is the same. The suit's the same color. They all have tags on them. It's so, so fun. I'm and not then, sure if I buy the he went out and bought the suit because the collar was very clearly... Prince Taylor, like a super high collar right. that like oh. no normal man would be able to pull off. I could see him. He might have had the white shirt made. Yeah, the white shirt was something he right. had. Yeah, and he brought that because yep. he knew there was a probably good chance sure. Bryant was going to be in a white shirt. Okay, and then we're going to get the tie that looks just like the one he's wearing. Yeah, yeah. So then there's the the whole performance that Devin likened the beginning of take me with you as the processional where the choir would come in and it gets people excited and then there's the you know after you've had the whole service then there's the benediction where you do a blessing so that's the The improv speaking part he literally says you know may god bless you in anything that you do that's right brian whatever you do may god be with you there's the, you know, he's kind of, Prince is hyping everybody up with Bryant Gumbel's professed favorite Prince song of Raspberry Beret as they leave and everybody is really getting into it and it's kind of a, a, telling him farewell and sending him off on a joyous note. So that kind of mirrors the structure of a black church service and it's totally worth a watch. Great to observation. See. Yeah, yeah, it was super good. And she talks about magic shave and other stuff that okay. in there, but it was it was really worth worth watching, gives you a greater appreciation for this particular performance and yeah. Yeah, the personal messages, keep on keeping your cool. When the competition get tacky, keep on wearing your khakis. Yeah, which he had, seems like he had prepared and kind of flubbed it a little bit. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Which is actually kind of a cute moment, too. Yeah. When the the competition get tacky, Brian, brother, you keep on wearing your khakis. It was very sweet. Prince Vamp's uh, love in the chorus Mm -hmm. and... You know, it's a very affectionate sort of Bryant Gumbel, even though we've talked about this before. Bryant Gumbel is a very, very white black guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've talked about this before. He's a big old dork, but he's so like, they seem to have a genuine affection for one another. They like one another well enough. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and just, you know, this was mid 90s, so a successful 
black member of mainstream media is something right. that was, you know, yeah. certainly Prince celebrated that, so he was there to support, which I think is great. Absolutely. Um, it would be interesting to hear Bryant talk about this today, because one of my comments was, you know, I never really thought about how, you know, Katie Couric introduces... You know, that the artist formerly known as Prince is here to s- s- tell you farewell, and Bryant asks all surprise. But he comes out, and the entire NPG band, who I would imagine Bryant would be able to recognize, is already set up right, right. next to them. Right. So yeah, the fact that he was there, yeah, that. maybe a little BS on the surprise that he's there, certainly the surprise on what he was dressed up as. Right. Seemed genuine. Uh, seemed genuine. Right. Yeah. And then, so that is the portion that if you look on YouTube, that's mostly what you see is that performance right there. But there mm-hmm. was another performance at the end yep. of the like another of segment. farewell. There was yeah. another segment. So, so Bryant's talking about how much it meant to him mm-hmm. to have Prince there and how touched he was that he made the trip to be there for this and to be there on his last day and Bryant declares that Prince wrote a song for me. <laughs> I'm like, ish, honey, ish. Yeah, he improv a song he, for you. He improved during the transition between two songs. Yeah. That everybody knows. Yeah. Well, maybe Prince handed him a tape or something sure. after and there might have been something more to it. Maybe. That, but sure. But as far as what we see and yeah. they, you know, they joke and Bryant asks Prince, what, what does Maite think of this? Oh, it was Maite's idea. You know, which is very cute. And then Katie Crick intros him again, says he's agreed to do one more song if Bryant will dance, which Bryant refuses to do, but Uh ends up doing enough so that Prince will perform. But she intros him as the artist currently impersonating Bryant Gumbel. And he Prince found it pretty funny, too. Yeah. The artist currently impersonating Bryant Gumbel. That looked like it was sort of improv also, yes, didn't sure. Prince do an impression of Maite impersonating Brian Gumble too? Like <laughs> yes. in there also. Yes, it was very cute. With the typical Brian Gumble has uh, a little bit of an Obama thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, that kind of stuff yes. going on. Exactly. Uh, it's good to see you. Uh-huh. Keep, keep doing what you do. Good to see you. Yep, and Prince plays a pretty loose interpretation of James Brown's talking loud and saying nothing. Correct. And he ends up shouting out a bunch of the people that are there. Including and Willard up, Scott. I Willard forgot Scott. Willard Scott was there. He yeah. was like a little he was America's weatherman, Willard Scott. And that's mm-hmm. got to be one of the best combos ever. Willard Scott, adorable, older, bald white guy uh-huh. and smuckers and celebrating people over a hundred years old. Uh-huh. How great. Yeah. Yeah. It was sweet. He gets the whole place clapping and it ends, the videos end before we see the whole thing. We don't exactly quite know how it ends, but they stopped recording, I guess. So it was pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Made me wonder if that was maybe a long stay in New York between December when that interview was done and then this appearance and the performances that he did the recording of the somebody somebody video segments mm-hmm. might have all been like kind of an extended stay oh. in new york would make sense to me yeah well his uh the next appearance that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. is on the rosie o'donnell show just four days later later january 7th 1997 so there was about he wasn't the only guest right but there was about 
15 minutes of the whole show devoted to Prince between things that Rosie talks about and talking to Prince and two songs performed. So it was pretty decent. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was Rosie. I forgot she had such a terrible intro guy. Oh he my was God. Awful. He was oh awful. Real, like the MC of the show. Like and he I almost was like, forgot to the, say how to say her name at the beginning. It was so weird. Embarrassingly bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Rosie tells a story about how she confidently misidentifies get off as cream. Correct. And then, well, she lost a hundred dollar bet or something, yeah, right? And uh, she's telling she, the story pre prince yeah, yeah this is like in her opening yeah part well because it was like comedy show right yeah it was like the it was like a was late like show a, but during the day right exactly and i looked it up to make sure i was like i'm pretty sure that was filmed in new york and yeah it uh-huh. was at nbc studios so, yes again like kind of a one-stop shop and lots of different uh appearances right yeah yeah and then she confidently sings the lyrics to get off wrong again I think cream also. She has yeah, like she was she like a messes. almost a pre Ellen way of like playing clips of songs and kind of uh-huh. singing along and being like right. super overconfident in the lyrics uh-huh. and like clearly having them incorrect. Mm-hmm. But okay, yeah, she yeah she messes up. Uh, it's something else later too. Anyway, well, there's it's the portion silly. of. Uh, Move your big ass around this way so I can work on that zipper, baby. Uh-huh. And the, yeah, she the whole... says lover instead yeah. of mother. And I'm like, you don't understand <laughs> this at all. And then she declares that his name, she declares confidently that his name is the or- artist formerly known as Prince. And that she's going to call him Taff Cap or Taffy or just Cap. Yeah. She says if she's going to change her name to a symbol, it would be a ring ding, That's which right. was very funny, <laughs> like a very self-depreciating, very but yes. really funny. It was funny. So then Prince comes out. Yeah, has an inter- like a sit-down interview. No, oh, no, no. For, the first, first is the performance. First performance. he does right. Somebody's Somebody, yeah. and he walks in and drops his jacket. That was his thing, like yeah. to wear the jacket, and it like becomes part of the set, kind of. Like, yeah. It's too, it's like, I'm going to wear this until... Coach puts me in, then I'm going to take the warm-up jacket off. <laughs> That's right. And he picks up his white cymbal guitar and just owns it. Mm-hmm. Few men could pull off pants like that, though the video was kind of bad, so it was hard to tell if those were black leather pants or his black lace pants. Yeah, they seemed like kind of sheer to me. Yeah, parts, they, but exactly. I think that's what it was. But, but it's hard to yeah, tell. When you say exactly. the video is bad, not the, I mean, the quality the video, of the, yes. what's online to watch, looks like it was a thrice dubbed VHS. Which is probably exactly what it was. But yes, Um, very nice vocal performance. He takes some nice liberties with the delivery. Yep. It's Um, sort of um, almost like the live studio mix version of the song, too, uh, with the full uh, Emancipation band. Right. That went on tour. Yeah. I mean, there's three pretty nice guitar solos in there. He Mm -hmm. really looks like he's having fun. Yep. So he finishes that, and then they're going to come back with a sit down and talk to the artist. Yeah. So that was good. Then they did this interview, which I remember watching it and thinking that he was really ticked off at her, but it seemed much more playful and fun watching it now. Yeah. I, realize I, th- it was... I, I remember not thinking that, but I remember reading about it since then. Uh-huh. Like, Oh, he was 
ticked off at, you know, Rosie for making, having, not making fun of his name, but had fun with it. You right. Know? But watching it now, I'm like, oh, he was actually a pretty good sport about it. Knowing right. that the name change was, first of all, it was a business move. Uh-huh. Second of all, it was a, it seemed genuinely to be something that was in his heart that, you know, that was yes. part of his and my taste story that I never called you Prince anyway. So right. this feels right. And it was like a personal uh-huh. decision to right. drop this brand and be a new one. It wasn't something that, you know, he took lightly. Right. Yes. And she, she kind of makes light of it, but he's very gracious about it. So she says, well, now your name is the artist formerly known as Prince. And he goes, no, no, no. no. My name is thus. There's no pronunciation for it. The emancipation CD collection. Exactly. He points at the symbol and yeah. And then she, they joke about, she's going to call him Taffy Uh and he, and uh, he asks her if she knows what taffy rhymes with. Yeah, and she goes, Waffy, Baffy, Caffy, Laffy, uh-huh. Maffy. No, what, what? It rhymes with goodnight. If you put it up a little bit, Taffy, you get it? Look. Oh, we gonna go there, huh? Oh, you don't, Taffy's nice. No. Do you like Cap better? I'll just call you Cap. You know what Taffy rhymes with, don't you? Taffy, Maffy, Swaffy, Haffy, <laughs> Taffy, Waff, Caffy. What does it rhyme with? It rhymes with goodnight. <laughs> right, and it's one of his. It rhymes with good night. <laughs> like he's gonna it get up and leave. So funny, and they shoot koosh balls at the audience, which yeah, I totally I forgot. forgot about. Which was a very fun, endearing sort of thing. Yeah, and um, she gave him great tips on you know uh-huh. how to get a good launch out of his koosh ball. She That's right. To make a fool of himself. That's with right. A koosh ball. It was very fun. And then I thought it was really interesting because then she gets into a little bit more personal stuff, and she asks him about being married. Yeah. Do are you love, happy? Uh-huh. And yeah. are you happy? And he says yes, but then he his body language changes. Mm. He crosses his arms. He's so guarded. I mean, again, in hindsight, knowing now, yeah. I'm like, he's he's so obviously hiding something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it but just he does do a good job of saying, yeah, I'm, his immediate answer uh-huh. was, yes, I'm happy. Shows the ring. Yeah. And, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and then that then he loosens up because he talks about when he and Maite first met. So it's like the whole like marriage and are you happy? He's a little guarded and almost not dishonest because it doesn't yeah. come across as dishonest. It comes across as that's not really something I want to talk about. But then they talk about how you know whatever's been written about. Prince and Maite in the press isn't exactly accurate. And, but he's, he jokes about how the first time he saw her outside before he even met her, he goes, Oh, there's my future wife. Yeah. And, but I was just being rambunctious. Little did I know, yeah. you know, she came to a concert. Yes. yes. And uh, I saw her um, standing on the street with her mother uh, and they were on their way into the concert. And uh, I looked and I said, Hey, there's my future wife. See, you just, just, knew. just as a, you know, as uh, in passing, you know, little did I know. Did you know, did you feel that right away that? Mm, when I met her, I did, but you know, just, I was just being rambunctious. Yeah. It was very, it was cute. I mean, he, he kind of put it back on track and like right. appropriate for a Rosie O'Donnell conversation. Right. He redirected it in a way that was, 
yeah. natural and made sense for uh-huh. the show. Right. And made him more comfortable. And it didn't seem like she was prying about, she was trying to get, wasn't a gotcha trying no. to get something out of him. She just, she called, told him how cute he was. And it really seemed like she just really, all I want to do is hear that you're happy. Uh-huh. That's all anybody wants yeah. is for that you're a happy man. Yep. It was fine. So it went in like unexpected directions, especially like he's there to promote an album. And uh-huh. of course she men- mentions his new album, but there's no talk about that. Like right. no discussion whatsoever, whatsoever about. Yeah. Emancipation's uh, out. Yeah. Why, why is it called emancipation? Yeah. Uh, this is your biggest album ever in terms of like volume. <laughs> oh, all see. that kind of stuff. And I think things went off the rails. I think maybe there might have been more questions about that, but then the whole like, Taffy Taff Cat rhymes with goodnight. She's like, this is a live show. If it weren't live, uh-huh. I'd have edited yeah. this all this out. That's true. You know, so I think it might have, they came up to the end of their time and okay, we're just going to move on. So they talked less about the album than maybe they could and should have. Maybe so. Um, but also his comfort level with her didn't seem to change because it's not often that Prince performs on a show and remains on stage and embraces or shakes hands with the host. Right. Um, and he did that with Rosie O'Donnell uh-huh. in 1996. You know, he'd been on Letterman not long before that, and he didn't get near Letterman no. during the show. Well, he, he did obviously that pre- liked Rosie much better. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's the fact that she was female, too. Because uh-huh. um, even, like, his performances on Jay Leno, right. he didn't hang out on stage after a performance to, right. to be there. So I don't know if it was a comfort level with a woman or or what. Yeah. Just, Who knows? just uh, something I noticed. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, he comes back and performs The Holy River. Huh? He sits at the piano but is wearing his guitar, <laughs> yeah. which was kind of fun. Yeah. But and one of our, <laughs> we're watching it with one of our kids and like, oh, he's got to wear his guitar while he plays the piano. And uh, <laughs> the comment was, well, it's so you know his name. With these right. overhead shots of the <laughs> white cymbal guitar in the back, which is a beautiful guitar, by the way. It's uh-huh. super cool. Yeah. There does seem to be a bit of mournfulness in this particular performance. Yeah. Uh, I thought he seems a little overcome at one point. He like is playing the piano and he l- literally like puts his hand over his mouth. Like at one point it was like emotional for him. It kind of seemed and it didn't seem super planned to me. He smoothly picks up his guitar pick from the top. Oh of the yeah. Piano. It had been resting on the piano the yeah, whole time. Yep. It was there and um, he gets up and, and, plays and at the very end he repeats the holy river a few times and there's one point where i couldn't tell if it was a flaw in the recording or if it was really very emotional but his voice kind of wavers in a way that And it kind of does in the album version too, sure. where now he didn't go into like the extended guitar solo after, right. but after he repeats, let's go down to the Holy River, there's almost like a little quiver in his voice. So it could have been an, uh, you know, a real moment or could have also been a performance, a performance. Sure. All right. And then the last little appearance that we're going to talk about today, top of the pops. 
He went and played the Holy River live. It aired February 26th of 1997. Ian Wright, who was a soccer player, a football player. Football. Football. Was uh, doing the hosting of that I didn't that realize that's who episode. it was. Yeah. I, mean, it was like, I looked it up. Okay. Because I was like, first of all, having trouble understanding him because he's got a very heavy... Uh, yeah. British accent and yeah. there's the crowd noise and all this stuff going on too. Right. And he speaks quickly. Yes, very, very fast. Anybody who knows me knows that he is my idol. Right. Yes. So Prince is again wearing the black tunic, the the lace pants, this oversized white jacket, his scarf. Yeah. He's got a hat that he throws back to his piano player and they he starts it off by saying peace to Rick. I don't know who that is. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. He says, peace to Rick. I don't know who that is. He wears sunglasses for the whole performance. Mm-hmm. His skin looked perfect in this video. Oh, I'm like, didn't notice. I just, I know like, that this particular online video was probably the best quality of any yes. of the ones there. I mean, it looked like it was still four by three. Right. So you could tell it was old TV time, uh, but still like a pretty good quality yeah. video. It looks like it came from BBC. The source, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed there were some xylophones that you heard really loudly in this particular performance. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, he does some variety with the lyrics. It's very enjoyable. Um, he does not smile for most of this until right before he goes into that guitar. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of smiles. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this guitar is consistently excellent. You could tell that also, too, there must have been a rehearsal because of the way the... Like the camera knew where to be. The camera knew right where to be. The camera knew when to back off Mm -hmm. because they had like a crane shot of Prince and they pulled back up over the crowd. They knew when to do that because it was right at the end of the song. So it felt very planned... In a good way, yes. right? Not trite, but no. um, like, yeah, a little prepared or blocked somehow. Right. I, immediately when I was watching that, I was like, oh, lessons learned from the filming of the Little Red Corvette video. Uh-huh. And Prince started to go off to the side, do his little dance, and the director had to come to him and say, man, we've got to plan this better. If you're going to do that kind of thing, you need to let me know because we've got to frame the shot and be ready with, you know, pulling focus and all this stuff that he just didn't quite get at that point. Right. All right, and that's it. That's all of no. the things that we're going to talk about no. today. Oh, you're not disappointed. You're just glad to be done with the videos. I demand more. <laughs> well, we'll get there. But first, we have to make some selections. We choose three things. We choose a time capsule, something that exemplifies the time period that we're talking about. The sea, the low point. Yeah. And the mountain, the high point. Okay. So my time capsule. Yeah was that outfit, the black tunic, the glass lace pants, the white symbol coat, the scarf, the moon ear cuff that Mm -hmm. he wore in all of these. He basically wore the same thing for every live performance that we see here, except for Bryant Gumbel, um, because he was dressed like Bryant. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, and then in that same outfit, I didn't realize how much uh, chest hair was revealed, uh-huh. too. So if the coat and the scarf were in the right spot, you got to see a lot of Prince's chest. That's right. Exactly, because it was, it was 
sometimes it was a turtleneck, sometimes it was a V-neck. Yeah. So if it, he had the V-neck on, you saw a lot of, you know, fur under there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, in most of the videos, he had some variation of this. And somebody, somebody had that coat. Yep. And betcha by golly, wow, he had the, the black and the uh, lace pants and part of it, or the same coat. Yeah. Face down, he had an all black outfit. Only in the Holy River do we not see those items. Yeah, he had the like the uh, Valero white jacket on uh-huh. there. Valero. But what did I say? Valero. <laughs> Valero that's a gas. <laughs> He's not wearing a gas station jacket. He was at a gas station in a white BMW. <laughs> that's not my fault. <laughs> That's fine. All it's right. just a little reward making it, you know, an hour and some <laughs> odd minutes into the into the podcast. So you're you're all welcome. Uh, for me, the time capsule undoubtedly is just walking out dressed as Bryant Gumble. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, there's nothing more to me that says mid '90s than Bryant Gumble. The Today Show is like the biggest morning show. Uh-huh. It was, I mean, for whatever reason, it just shows what the quality of TV was like back then. To be sure. honest, the fact that you know. Bryant Gumbel and Katie Couric and <laughs> Willard Scott and unfortunately Matt Lauer, Gene's uh, what was the uh, Gene Simmons? No, Gene, Gene Simmons, Simmons played in Kiss, Christine. <laughs> Kiss, Gene Siskel. No, that was Siskel and Ebert. Damn no, it! No, boy, I've never felt so vindicated <laughs> by keeping my mouth shut. The big mustache and the fro. He was the uh, he was there for the performance. He was the movie critic on the. Uh-huh. Uh, That's why I got confused with yeah. Jensen Skull. His whatever. Name. Anyway, 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 despite the presence of Brian Gumble, it was the whitest show <laughs> yes. on television. So it doesn't surprise me that it was uh, very popular at yeah. the time. But uh, yeah, Prince coming out it was something that you. Were, it was like the first of a handful of times that Prince would use like dress as a comedy thing uh-huh. like he did it at an essence festival right uh sort of did it you know a handful of other times but that yeah. was one of the one of the first so fun time capsule for me all right boom the c for me had to be the holy river video <laughs> yep. because it's such a good song but the video it was cheap it was cheesy in hindsight it's sad it just it was not very well done I it's it's a tie a dead flat on tie for me between uh-huh. that and the whole hospital scenes uh-huh. in Betcha by Golly Wow which also now come off as very sad and painful memories but so like like almost like an chat GPT's version of what it's like to go to the hospital oh. and have a baby <laughs> or find out that you're pregnant or have your temperature taken <laughs> You know, or yeah, or also AI's version of what it's like to propose to someone that, oh, I found this ring and let me put it on myself. <laughs> I'm not even going to show you the, you know, so much of it is like word for word, not even interpretive storytelling, just this very like, let me act out the lyrics exactly, or like the parts that are made up to be more explanatory come off as kind of dumb too. Right. Super fair. All right. And then the mountain. Yeah. Oh, by far the most fun video mm, is face down. Yep. He's going to tell the haters off and he's just finding his joy in his own creation. There's no tinge of loss in this one. There, every other 
thing here. There's some kind of loss. There's knowing that his child is gone, not there. Maybe a little bit of a rift in his relationship with Maite. Goodbye to Bryant Gumbel. Yeah, there's, oh, that's true. There's some goodbye and mm-hmm. some sadness. And even though there's a funeral in that one, there doesn't feel like there's a, any goodbye because Prince is still there. Yeah, and it's very lighthearted, goofy. I mean, Despite it's the fact they're, that it's a, an angry song. Yeah, it's an angry song, but I think almost like it it becomes like a like Jamie Starr should have been credited sure. with directed that directing that video. I agree. Face down video is by far the best part of all of this, and specifically. The little snippets of scenes with him seeing his psychoanalyst uh-huh. and um, the faces that he makes at the camera. Super fun, playful prints. It's maybe it's just because it's surrounded by all these other things that are, you know, obviously sad and painful moments of his life. And this was more of a carefree, detached from the story of the whole album, right? Which is all right. this like. Maite and Prince and fate and we're gonna have a family together and I'm a changed man and all of that that this is you know one of those moments that you got to break from that and so it made it more a little more special to me than sure it's just amazing like I think I wanted to know more about Prince for so long and then here I'm like now I feel like I don't I don't want to know a lot of this stuff and (laughs) nor should you be talking about it because you're clearly not comfortable with it not going you know the way you think it's going to it's a very very different thing and it's very i don't think either of them were prepared to handle it you know and i mean it seemed like prince was in control of the narrative too so despite what maite may or may not have wanted to say i don't think she was the one making those decisions no but definitely not based on reading her book too it's it wasn't because they weren't in love with one another. Right. Was, it was just a difficult situation. and yeah. Life is really, hard, man. Life yeah. is really hard, especially <laughs> when five. the hard things happen and you think things are going great and then yeah. you get you know, punched in the gut with something uh-huh. like that. I mean, I don't think anyone is real prepared for it, but someone is guarded as Prince who like at one had this three-year plan for the album and I mean, right. all of it fell and, apart. Yeah. Well, it for sure did. And he felt like, you know, it had to be a blow to his fated love idea. You know, why are we being punished like this? That's the thing. When you put so much stock and faith into fate and you think, oh, this is fate and this is, oh, and it's meant to be and I know it and I feel it. And then something bad happens really shakes your your ability to continue to believe in that. And so I think it just makes it a little more challenging, especially I don't, I don't think Prince ended up seeing a lot of psychoanalysts, psychotherapists. Uh, No, I don't think he was looking for answers from other people much at all. No. Um, But then we'll get to it in the next episode, but you know, the interview with Oprah and uh, his answer to she asked him very pointed questions. And I remember Uh very clearly having not watched it in years that, uh, his answer was, we're, we're a family. Yeah. Aww. So it was very, it was a nicely positioned answer and like the right thing to say, but without the right explanation. Right. Yeah. For sure. All right. So as you said, next time, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about alert. the Prince and Maite 
appearing on a, an Oprah Winfrey show, mm-hmm. that he was the subject of the entire episode. He did a number of performances and they talked about things and, yeah. you know, true or not, wishful thinking or not, something like that. We'll get into all of that next time. Looking forward to it. That's right. So thank you for listening. We know you make a choice when you listen to us. We don't just come on the radio and we really, really appreciate you listening. Tell a friend. And until next time, happy purple listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Welcome back to the mountains in the sea where we cover, oh my goodness, each and every Prince album and related materials and more every other week. Highs and lows. We find them. Oh, sorry. That's fine. How you do it. The mountains in the sea. Yeah. Nice and nice. Yeah. All right. Let's make a connection. Uh huh. He takes some nice liberties with the delivery. <laughs> delivery? <laughs>